Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outbound Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outbound Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. The top story this week, as this show is coming out, Less than seven days from now, ACCW, Atlanta's Super Show Territory, will be hosting their first ever Creative Competitor Tournament. It is Enter the Final Dungeon, taking place at TFD Games in Alpharetta, Georgia. Joining me today on the show, the man behind Hold the Line Harry, Jonathan Thew, to talk about this big enter the final dungeon tournament mr thew welcome to the show thank you for having me michael very excited to be here and uh, to talk about this this amazing cac which is like you say less than a week away and we've been working towards this for a very long time yes so how long have you been working toward this i mean i think ever since I kid you not, like after DragonCon 2019, when there were only three of us playing cards and dice around a table, you know, we, me, Jeremy, Downriver Drew, um, like we went to um, Plaid Saturday 2, about, which was less than a month, or maybe about a month after DragonCon 2019. And uh, we just had the most incredible time. And we've been talking about trying to do a CAC here in Atlanta since well, yeah, well before COVID, um, you know, just trying to build up the group and, 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 and get enough of a base to do it because that's really what it needs. And, uh, and, and a, a couple of dragon cons later, we're finally at this really solid core play group. And we have, you know, people coming from all over the country to, to join us for this CAC. So it's, yeah, it's been a long time in planning. <laughs> all right. So let's talk a little bit about the CAC tournament itself. Mm-hmm. How are you planning to run this tournament? So it's going to be a, a Swiss tournament. Um, I think CACs, I think uh, the most competitive form of, of getting to that top cut is Swiss because it gives everyone an opportunity to work their way to the top of that ladder, to work their way up, uh, playing evenly, evenly sort of tiered opponents. You know, as it works in Swiss, uh, the better records play each other and the worse records play each other. So you kind of get that um equalization rather than doing bullet rounds and um dependent on numbers it was it was going to be either five rounds of swiss uh or or six rounds of swiss and now that we have broken through the 40 attendance barrier we are expecting at least 40 players now to the cac and based on some feedback i'm getting from others maybe even closer to 50 maybe even the biggest cac of the year i think marktoberfest had 48 i believe though maybe someone can correct me if i'm wrong no that's that's correct we had there were 48 at marktoberfest so we are we're we're very excited to maybe break break that barrier but you know what however many people turn up we're going to have a great time but it will be six rounds of swiss because of the numbers and then after six rounds you have a cut Yep. Do you have stipulations uh, in the, the top Swiss cut? rounds? No, but in the top cut, we do have stipulations, and those have been advertised from the very start. They've been on the ticket. Um, the uh, quarterfinals is going to be each match is going to be randomly either a, a ladder match, a table match, or a steel chain match. Uh, the semifinals, 
So that's the top 16. Then the well, top well, eight. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the yeah, top quarter eight. Quarterfinals was top eight. So that was top 16. That was this top 16. Uh, the, 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 the top eight is going to be um, either a cage match or a Liger's Den match randomly. Okay. And then the semifinal, which I think has brought the most controversy, is a guaranteed ring of fire match. And then the final will be a main event match, which I know is the tradition for CAC finals. Yes, it does tend to be the, uh, the stipulation most often run in the top. Not always, mm -hmm. but quite a bit. Why do you believe his ring of fire has been so controversial? I just think a lot of the community um, either either just feel challenged by it. You know, um, I think it is a, a challenging step to prepare for. Um, but one of the things I really wanted in this CAC is that I didn't want to have a, a long band list. I didn't want to have an extensive booked list. I wanted people to play the competitors they wanted to play. I wanted, you know, if someone wanted to come and play the gold standard, they can come and play the gold standard. You know, if someone wants to come and play the new alien or, or, or Ikazo Sage, you know, arguably three of the strongest gimmicks in the game. But those are gimmicks, those are S-tier competitors, which, which struggle in certain stipulations. One of those is a Ring of Fire. So I wanted to give people the choice. You know, if they want to bring, uh, you know, what is reputedly a, an S-tier competitor, strongest competitor in the game, you know, they're going to have a hurdle that they're going to have to overcome. Um, and we do have diversity going into the top cut as well. So the top 16 um, will be reviewed based on the Swiss results and diversity will be applied at that time as well. So if there are two competitors that have chosen the same uh, character, uh, only the, the better record of the two will, will go into the top cut. And if that happens, the individual placing 17th will be able to get in or 18th will be able to get in if there are multiple diversity issues. All right. Now you did just mention booked competitors so i have to ask is mm. anybody booked the only bookings are those which are 2020 bookings of course characters that have been changed by the 2020 vision and the two competitors which uh, are, are heavily expected to be changed by the next 2020 vision scarlet graves and x-royce which i think are generally accepted now uh, so that... they are the only bookings for this tournament so that's just a recap. Scarlet Graves, X-Royce, mm -hmm. non-flip Immortal Warrior, non-flip Vic the Brick, mm -hmm. Aerial Lipstick with the new gimmick. Uh, yeah, Aerial Lipstick well, with the new with gimmick, the old is gimmick is allowed. Is allowed the old yeah. gimmick is banned. Yeah. Grim. Um, Grim is gone by 2020. Um, and then anybody else? Um. Swaggy D, OG Swaggy D was changed OG, to okay. new, new gimmick Swaggy D. All right, so anybody who's got a new has a new gimmick. Yes. Okay, that where they've been promoted to Tornado, that's all out. That is correct. All right. If, yes. ever, if anyone has any questions, they can reach out to you or ACCW and get that resolved. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, any questions, I'm always happy to, to answer. And, you know, a few people have asked me, competitors and things like that, and I've said, yeah, go for it, because quite honestly, that book list is so short. Um, I am going to be doing something that I know a lot of organizers uh, try to do. Um, when I'm taking competitors at the front desk, I'm going to be keying them into the challenge. I'm going to be using a laptop to do that at the store, at the front of the store, because I'm not playing in this tournament. I'm purely running it. I'm hosting it. 
Um, if, if I see what is a diversity issue, I will discreetly let both, uh, both players know uh, that their character they've selected has diversity and give them both the opportunity to change if they want. But I will do that without saying who's who's, et cetera, et cetera. Because I know sometimes people are, like to, to be a bit cloak and dagger as to who they're using. And I'm happy for that. I mean, that's all part of the, part of the excitement. All right. That makes a lot of sense. I know I've ran, I ran into that a couple times. Using Perhaps. which competitors? Well, um, let's see. I've run into that with uh, Theo the Greek Neo. Mm-hmm. I probably most famously ran into that at Bound for Glory. I was going to play DJ Outlaw. Somebody uh, so I end up playing Shane Hurst, which I go on to win that event, and that's what qualifies me for the uh, birdcage match for the Underworld oh, Championship. Oh, wow. That match. <laughs> that, yeah. Well, congratulations at that Bound for Glory. I didn't realize wow. that, was, that was your title to take. So. Wow. I don't know about that. But, yeah, the, I'm, that is true. That is one thing I can say. I'm the only Bound for Glory champion. You know, the first year that I won Huntsville, mm -hmm. I feared that I might be the only Huntsville champion. But the next year it was back. Huntsville was back. I went back yeah. and I remained the Huntsville champion. And apparently we're booked for Huntsville next year as well. So I'm going for the triple, three years running in Huntsville. Yeah, but I honestly that's... thought after that first convention that maybe they weren't going back. But they did. And they are. And it's, there's a lot going on here in the South. You know, it's... No, the... Mm -hmm. The first convention, I wasn't so sure about. The second convention, you know, lot, the attendance felt down to me from what I saw. Hunt, yeah, Huntsville so, 2 mm -hmm. attendance was very down. And I think yeah. that's because it was advertised so late um, that people hadn't planned to be there and people had planned other conventions around it. I think it's good that they have adver started advertising now. I mean, it's April, we're six months away, and I think they announced on TOTU that Huntsville is happening, that Southern Fried Gaming is happening, and that, um, you know, DragonCon is happening again. So it's, it's literally, we, ha we now have three conventions across Alabama and Georgia, all of which have just helped us grow our promotion massively. I mean, the Alabama contingent, and it's a pretty big contingent, I'm going to say maybe six to eight people calling from the Alabama area, you know, is, are people that found the game at Huntsville. And they're people that make it to our locals. They're people who are coming to this CAC. Um, you know, the Carolinas folks that are coming, North Carolina, South Carolina, you know, they found about the game at DragonCon. Um, you know, so it, it, it's conventions that feeds the growth of this game. And, you know, when I was talking earlier about the planning that, that we put into to eventually having this CAC, which is finally coming to fruition, it's only because we've had successful attendance at those conventions and that we've built up our base. I mean, we had, we had the most Super Show players playing Super Show a week last Sunday in the ACCW that we have ever had. Um, I think we had... You know what? I can't even remember what it was. It was it was like it was either eighteen or twenty, I think, we had in our um our tournament. That is last a pretty Sunday. Good, that's that's a good size for a local tournament. For, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. there's any other group right now that gets twenty. Probably probably Rust Belt. Very I few. Think, Rust Belt much. Rust Belt might be the closest. Yeah. But yeah. So we've talked about the main tournament. Mm-hmm. Featured matches. What featured matches do you guys have planned there in ACCW so for we have Enter the, the Final Dungeon? 
So we have, well, let's talk about times first, because I think this is important. I'm going to be re-advertising okay. this on the, um, on the, the website and reminding people it was on the ticket as well. The CAC tournament starts at 12 noon prompt. Um, that's had to be the case because it's now six rounds of Swiss fitting that in as together with a top 16 timely, of course, you know, we need to start at 12 noon prompt. The doors open to the game store at 11. So there are going to be people there, you know, buying product, playing games, pick up matches from 11. We are having the two, uh, the two, um, ACCW title matches will be before the CAC starts. So looking to start those probably maybe a quarter past 11, 20 past 11, and I will probably have those running concurrently. So that's going to be the Underworld title and the Tornado title. Um, we'll talk about the Tornado title first. So the champ right now is Chris Primetime Brimer, or Primetime Brimer, one of the Alabama guys. He won uh, the title with Hallow Kingdom at the last local meet, and he will be defending against uh, Matt Constantine, Mateus, son of Zeus, uh, for that uh, tornado title in a match with a random stipulation. And this is going to go back to the, the Soda Wars experience that Matt Kay had. Um, this is going to be randomly a ladder match, a table match, or a steel chain match. Uh, now, yeah. with the tornado team boosts, um, we really like to, 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 to add an element of randomness in, in some of these matches. And, and this is something these guys are eager to do. So they're going to be preparing for a match that they do not know will be a, um, a, a table match, a ladder match, or a steel chain match, going back to those three classic stipulations. Um, and he is challenging with Zen Garden. So that's Zen Garden against the Hallow Kingdom um, in that Tornado match. Uh, the yeah. other match, unless you have any questions about that one. No, I, was, I don't have any questions. I was going to say we're looking forward to that first one. The only mm. thing I have to say outside of that is going back to the Soto Wars, uh, Jean Constantine was robbed. That's all I have to say. John Constantine was robbed. Mateus is the master of the tables, ladders, and chains. He is the master of Soda Wars. And, um, you know, if John Constance wants to take that up with the ACCW, he can. <laughs> Maybe we'll have Soda Wars 2 next year. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> um, now, the other match is an exciting one. and Because this is another Outlaw Mudcast exclusive. I have created a new stipulation. And I think you're going to like it. It's pretty cool, this, right? So by complete chance, the champion and the challenger, this was not set up in advance, they are both using Ikuzo characters. Hmm. So the champion, um, the, the god of geese, uh, Matt Maffei, um, is Eva Firecat. He defeated his brother, Edu Drew, last, uh, last month, last meetup. It was Johnny Gagano. Johnny Gagano lost to Eva Firecat. Eva Firecat is the ACCW Underworld champ currently. And uh, John Pardis, uh, who you may recall had a, a title shot against Rhaegar at DragonCon, has earned himself an Underworld title shot um, using Sekhmet. So we're seeing all of the vampires from him. Uh, you may have seen him recently share his new uh, Disney Villains playmat, in fact, with the Sisters in Blood right there on the front. So they are by, by and far his favorites. But uh, yes, Ikuzo Sekhmet is going to be challenging. So what this is going to be is this is going to be an Ikuzo War stipulation, okay? The right. rules of the Ikuzo War stipulation are very, very simple. It's a regular singles match. The champion gets to use his champion belt entrance card, the Underworld title, which is the same as the uh, LFF Underworld title. The challenger will bring an entrance card of his choice, as usual, 
That's basically the normal stuff. What makes it an Ecozo war is that both of these characters will have access to their prototype Ecozo gear cards. So Vampire Sekhmet will be also using the Summoning Circle, and Eva Firecat will be using the, I think it's the, the Hellfire Claymore, or the uh, something Claymore, which is going to give Eva Firecat a draw advantage when they roll a combination of three dice, and it's going to give uh, Vampire Sekhmet a recursion advantage when she rolls all six of her dice, um, a la the Mad One. So it's going to be really exciting to see which of those uh, Ikazo gear cards is going to help the individual win that Underworld title. But that will be an Ikazo war. All right, that's... I'm not too familiar with the Ikazo gear cards. I don't own any, and I've only ever seen them a couple times. But they look intriguing, so it's going to be intriguing to see how they're going to affect that match. Indeed. I wish so, I had it immediately next to me. I'm finding it right now, and I can tell you exactly what the effect is. All right. No, this is for... it's, it's not immediately next to me, so I'm not going to take time looking for it. Okay, but yes, that's fine. They are, they're great. You'll hear it. You'll be able to watch live. So tune in live on, uh, on Saturday the 5th. So are these going to be streamed on Facebook, or are they going to be somewhere else? They're going to be streamed to Facebook. Um, Facebook I, I believe Mr. Uh, Mr. VHS Schmidt was going to see if he could attend. I believe he cannot attend, so we will be uh, streaming in-house over Facebook. As we often be, do. Mm-hmm. And you'll just be uh, streaming that to the SRG Super Show discussion group? Directly to the SRG Super Show discussion group, yes. Alright, on Facebook. Yeah. On Facebook. So that should hopefully allowing 45 minutes for each of those matches should be sufficient. Uh, while those are going on, I'll be taking the sign-ups, I'll be taking the uh, building the challenge, and we'll be looking for that prompt start at 12 noon. Alright. So we'll be going into a um, about uh, an hour and a half of play for round one and round two, which will coincide with Cruel and Brooklyn's arrival time. We're going to have a break after round two, which will allow people to get some lunch if they like. There's a couple of food venues nearby, uh, or people can, you know, use DoorDash to order food in. Um, um, But also in that break, we're going to be doing the ACCW Heavyweight Championship. And I think that's cool to have while, while Cruel and Brooklyn are there because it would be nice to have them overseeing that match to some extent. And that is uh, Rhaegar the Dragon God is our champion and he will be defending against the Rowdy One coming from South Carolina as Naja Mai. Um, and those who uh, tuned in for Southern Fried Gaming will know that the Rowdy One earned that opportunity in his, uh, his special stipulation match against Piglet. Uh, whereby he would end up being the, uh, the, I believe, the cooler boy with a half-cut-off top for the uh, DWO if he lost. But if he won, um, he would earn a shot at the ACCW heavyweight title. So he is cashing that in at Enter the Final Dungeon. And that will be all of our local matches done. Um, From there, we'll go into the uh, rounds 3, 4, 5, and 6 of Swiss, which will be straight through, um, and then top cut straight after that. After the finals of the CAC, we have the two main events, the two Deep South matches. Um, we have the Deep South tag team matches. Um, that, that title is held by the Mop Boys currently, Newman's Henchman, uh, Snake Pit, and the Big Shot. I'm not sure exactly how many defenses they've had. I think it's at least two um, since they took the titles from, I believe it was, uh, was it Polka and Strickland they took the title? So. It may have been. I know that they were uh, past champions. I don't. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember 
everyone who's been a champion. But I know that Polk and Strickland were. Yeah, and I know the Pink Panther had it for a while. It uh, may the have Mo- been, the they Mop may Boys. have taken it off of them. If yeah, they so did they... not, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The but Mop I... Boys. Um, so, and um, excited to say in our first ever title shot, the Transatlantic Express, ACCW's own, Hold the Line Harry and Practicite will be taking on the, uh, the Mop Boys for the Deep South titles, um, the tag team titles. And we will be using um, Maidens of the Storm. So you will be seeing some classic Hold the Line Harry, Mila Mai, and uh, Practicite will be ringing Mallory the Destroyer. So something exciting about the Deep South tag titles is that you do need to use an established tag team, either an established tag team in the Super Show universe or an established tag team of independence from the real world. So we are electing Maidens of the Storm for our tag team. I was not aware of that. That's very interesting to see. You have to use an established tag team. Yes. So it was, um, I believe... uh, uh jay white and uh who was it who was jay white's partner i'm trying to remember i'm not too familiar with uh, strickland and polka no it wasn't no they were breezes and um they were breezes and dilly yeah yeah no they were uh they were uh deputy dango and officer breezes breezango breezango yeah yeah. (laughs) there we go but yes yeah so currently it's newman's henchman using the evil snake pit and uh, and the big shot and uh, we'll be bringing them down uh at the uh, the final dungeon, so that's going to be uh, mine and Jeremy's first opportunity at uh, at a title belt as a tag team. So very excited there. And then our main event, and deservedly so, top of the card, it is the Deep South title, currently held by the Grim Librarian Ken Fouché. Um, he uh, he has not yet defended. I don't think um, he's had the title for a while. There were some delays because there was the possibility of other challenges, but then people went on cruises and people got COVID, and and there's been a bit of a delay there. So other people who are in line will still be in line, but we are taking the opportunity at the final dungeon to give College Boy Adam Britt um, <clears throat> his shot at the Deep South title. He was the winner of the Dragon Con Open, the main Dragon Con event on the Sunday night of Dragon Con. And uh, as advertised, the winner of that event would get a shot at the Deep South title, and that is what he is getting. And he is using Big Bad Bobby D, which is interesting because it was Big Bad Bobby D was the character that Ken Fouché actually took the Deep South title off. So not only did he defeat Big Bad Bobby D for his winning of the title, he now has to defend against Big Big Bad Bobby D to hold the title. So a lot of uh, Bob love and Bob tribute in the time that, you know, we are all sending out a lot of love to him and, and hope he gets well very soon. <clears throat> yes, we all do hope Bob Dunn gets well very soon. So um, in terms of the featured matches, that's it for the featured matches. Um, so we've yeah. talked about the CAC um, and it is, uh, yeah, less than a week away. So very exciting. Yeah. Now I've heard a rumor, perhaps mm-hmm. more than rumor even, that there might be an exhibition match between uh, the Lucha Manalka Uberstar and 2021 CCC finalist Lauren Santiago. You know, those two are wild. This feud between these two has been going on since the beginning of time. Uberstar, when I was the Deep South champion, Uberstar came and ambushed me in my own garden, no less, when my kids were there playing with me. And he stole that Deep South title off me and took it to another universe. Lauren Sandiago, she, she 
recovered that title for me just in time for me to to take it i think up to ohio to defend it which i successfully did um you know and they have been feuding ever since uh you know she's been involved in helping me foil the uber stars plans many many times and uh yeah it's it's it seems that it's certainly come to a head so i am sure certain that if the uber star shows his face at enter the final dungeon uh, Lauren Santiago will be there, ready to, to put him down and, and keep us all safe, for sure. But I guess you'll have to tune in to Facebook and find out if that happens. That's right. Have to watch <laughs> on Facebook and see if that happens. You mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, Brooklyn and Cruel will be on hand from 1 to 3 p.m. Yes, and that's I'm very excited that we were able to arrange that. Um, they are regulars at our local indie promotion, uh, Southern Honor, which is an absolutely amazing promotion. Uh, a number of us that are um, at the CAC are actually going to be going to the show the night before, which is November 4th, is their November show, um, <clears throat> as we always do. Um, but yeah, we spoke with them Um and, and we booked them to attend at, at the final dungeon. So they are going to be there. They're going to be um, signing autographs, taking selfies, bit of a meet and greet style thing going on. Um, and that's all included in, the, in their booking. So there shouldn't be any extra fees for that. Uh, they will be selling their own merchandise and hopefully fans of, of indie wrestlers and people who want to support indie wrestlers further, uh, you know, will be interested in picking up some of their merchandise. Um, but yeah, it's great to have them with us and, and cruel, uh, you know, he's Mads Kruger in MLW, uh, feuded with, with Jacob Fatu for a long time, um, heavily involved in Contra faction and the Contra disputes, um, you know, and an incredible wrestler. So a great, great storyline wrestler and an incredible talent. He's a big guy. He's a giant in a mask and he is scary as hell. So, um, yeah, he's been doing matches in Australia, matches in Europe, um, and, and certainly all over the United States, too. So we're very excited that he and, uh, and Brooklyn, his handler, because, you know, every monster needs a handler, uh, are going to be there in attendance. Brooklyn's great wrestling talent as well. But, <laughs> but, but she keeps him on a leash, which is very important. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope, everyone, hope everyone's safe there. The monster doesn't get unleashed. Yeah, the monster is a scary man. I hope he doesn't come after me like he comes after other general managers, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would not be such a good thing. No, no, hold the line, Harry, would, be, uh, would, would need help holding the line if that happened. <laughs> now, for people who want to come to enter the final dungeon, how can they do that? Uh, they need to pick up their tickets on supershowthegame.com in the events page. Um, it is a $30 ticket. Um, that gets you into the CAC and it gets you the three exclusive brand new promos with brand new effects. Uh, they were spoiled on, uh, on Talk of the Universe. Um, and they're, they're great effects. They match up with the current effects that are coming out. So they're basically if your opponent has uh, other stops in play as the effect for the, uh, the grapple and the submission and the, um, the strike, which is the spear into the final dungeon. Um, especially requested by hold the line harry because you know we need more spears of course um that is going to be similar to the cannonball it's a slightly weaker cannonball so cannonball is if you're if you have another lead in play you can destroy a card will will spear into the final dungeon is if you have another strike in play uh, you can destroy a card so it's a little little harder to trigger but it has that interesting keyword 
Um, Shaggy Shark also very happy that all three of our promos have Finn in the name because they are all Final Dungeon promos. So Shaggy Shark is a happy shark right now. Well, I'm sure he'll be happy to get some keyword help. Indeed. 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 So, yeah, very exciting stuff. Um, yep, so buy on the site. Given the uh, closeness to it, if you do not have your ticket yet, please let me know as well so I can kind of keep track of numbers. Um, that would be great. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to uh, mention? No, just, you know, I'm really excited that it's come to this. Finally, the CAC is here. We are ready to enter the final dungeon. And, uh, yeah. It's yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's right. So, folks, reminder: if you want to attend, enter the final dungeon at TFD Games in Alpharetta, Georgia. Purchase your ticket on SuperShowTheGame.com. Enter the event section and purchase your ticket there, and show up. Doors open at eleven. The tournament will start promptly at noon. Thank you for having me on. That's all absolutely right. Thank you, Mr. Thew, for joining us. You have to go now, but the show will continue. Thank you very much. In the interest of full disclosure, that interview with Jonathan Thew from ACCW was recorded a couple days in advance of the rest of the show. I have to bring that up because since that time, Cruel, who is going to be appearing at TFD Games from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. for Enter the Final Dungeon. Not only is he the Southern Honor Wrestling Champion, but since I recorded the interview, he has defeated AC Mack to become the IWTV World Champion. So congratulations to him. If you want to meet the IWTV World Champion, he will be at Enter the Final Dungeon November 5th. Remember, event time starts at noon. He will be appearing alongside Brooklyn, also from Southern Honor Wrestling. Tickets available on supershowthegame.com under the event section. Next story. Since I talked about Lauren Santiago earlier, let's talk about the CCC. As many of you may know, she, alongside JAC, is one of the finalists of the 2021 CCC. The final match will take place November 2nd, Wednesday night, Talk of the Universe. Talk of the Universe starts 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The judging for the finals match, tentatively scheduled to start around 9. I would be there 8.30 p.m., when the show starts, because you will not want to miss this, they've announced three of the guest judges. Those guest judges are PJ Savage, Felicia Rose, and Matthew Ryan. They have also confirmed there will be a fan vote. If you want to participate in the fan vote, based on last year, the fan vote was on Twitch during the show, available only to Twitch subscribers. So you will need to be a subscriber to twitch.tv slash srguniverse and you will need to be there live to vote. I encourage you to do so. 
I am supporting JAC to win the 2021 Creative Competitor Competition. I urge you to vote for JAC as well. I believe he's the best competitor. I believe he put on the best campaign. I believe he put on the kind of campaign you want to see. And so for those reasons and more, I am backing JAC. I encourage everyone listening to back JAC as well. The next story I think I'll talk about is more charity news. Last week I reported on the auction. The auction as of right now as I'm recording this has closed. This was the auction put on by Rhaegar and Maestro to support Push for Empowered Pregnancy. That auction's closed. There were a lot of good items on that auction I talked about last week. I don't know how much they've raised. No total's been published. But look for that information to come out. Normally, this next bit I would bring up later in the show. I'll bring it up now since we are talking about charity. The Dread Pirate Tech Support hosted his Dread Pirate Extra Life Tournament Saturday night, October 29th. I talked about the format last week. Single elimination. You picked up gimmicks to add to your own for every person you defeated. You could buy back into the tournament. You could make donations as a player and as an audience member to affect things in the matches. I don't have all the details on this event. I don't know how many people signed up. I don't know how many rounds entered at being. If that information comes in, I will give it to you. But right now, as I'm recording this, I don't have that information. Let me give you what I have. The finals of the tournament is a fatal four-way match. The four competitors in the finals are the Italian Bombata playing as Mombata, the corrugated cardboard villain playing as Overdog, Cheshire playing as himself, the newly released Cheshire, and Jokerfish playing as Trent. This was an elimination match. During the match, there were a number of donations that came in. There was a donation to make everyone talk like a pirate. There was a donation that came in to make everyone say, don't look at the moon when they hit a stop. Other donations like that. The order of elimination was the following. The first player eliminated at crowd meter four, the Italian Bombada. He was eliminated by the corrugated cardboard villain. The next player out, eliminated by Jokerfish, was the corrugated cardboard villain himself. Eliminated by Jokerfish. The last two end up being Jokerfish and Cheshire. And at crowd meter four, the match never gets beyond crowd meter four. The winner, Jokerfish. Jokerfish is able to overcome Cheshire's bonuses to his breakout rolls and secure the victory. Jokerfish wins the Dread Pirates Extra Life event. When the event ended, of the $6,000 goal, that the Dread Pirate is trying to raise for Extra Life, they had hit $1,021. They've raised $1,021 for Extra Life. Now, that is not the end because this Saturday upcoming, November 5th, same date as Enter the Final Dungeon, the Dread Pirate Tech Sport will be streaming, I believe, 24 hours on twitch.tv slash kineticmedic to raise additional funds for the Extra Life charity. These funds in particular are going to the Boston Children's Hospital. 
I know he'll be playing Super Show and other games during that stream. So if you're interested in donating, go to his Twitch channel. He'll have a donation link for his campaign. You can donate there. The last bit of charity news that I have, there has been some news on the Fill the Van campaign. For the past couple of years, SRG Universe has run a campaign where they get people to donate to them. They go out and buy toys with the goal of filling a van full of toys that they will donate to a Toys for Tots charity drive. The past couple of years, it's been a drive, I believe, hosted by Matt Cardona. I don't know what they're doing this year. The first year they filled the van. The second year they filled the van and then some. I don't know what they're going to do for this year. They've announced the first couple of items that they're selling where all the revenue will go to the Fill the Van campaign. One of those is a bundle of the Three Kings competitors. King Pink, King Cold, King Greatness. The Enforcer, I believe Titan, their tag team Sovereignty, their trio, the Three Kings. There's a bundle. If you buy that bundle, all of that revenue goes to the Fill the Van campaign. There's also a package for Freak Show competitors, D1, D2, D3, Harrietta, the Freak Show trio. I don't know what else there is off the top of my head, but that's out there. Those are on sale on SuperShowTheGame.com. They'll be on sale till around Wednesday of this upcoming week. Afterwards, they'll be broken up. The bundles will no longer be available. If you're interested in getting those competitors, check that out. The proceeds will go to the Fill the Van campaign. That's all I have for charity campaigns. But speaking of campaigns, the SRG Universe Kickstarter campaign for issues 3 through 5 of Super Show the Comic will be kicking off in about a month, November 20th, scheduled to be, at this point, the launch date for the campaign on Kickstarter. As of right now, there is currently a pre-launch stretch goal. If you go to Kickstarter, find the pre-launch page, log into your Kickstarter account, and click to be notified at launch, that goes toward unlocking a stretch goal. One goal has already been unlocked. I believe that was for a D1 competitor. That was at 100 people asking to be notified at launch. The next goal is for 200 people requesting notification. That, I believe, will unlock D3. So, if you're interested in the campaign, if you want to help unlock the stretch goal, go to Kickstarter, search Super Show. It should be the first entry, Super Show the Comic, issues 3 through 5. Click to be notified at launch. You do have to sign up for Kickstarter to do this. There is no money pledged for this. Clicking to be notified does not commit you to buy anything. It does just unlock a stretch goal. So if you wanted to help people out who are going to be pledging the campaign or you aren't sure, at least unlocking this gets you additional items if you do decide to pledge. The next story I have for you, Super Show releases. I talked last week about the Altark cards getting released. That wave came out. There wasn't a bundle like I thought there might have been. It was just six cards, $6 per card. 
So I assume the next wave, which is supposed to release Wednesday, will be done the same way. The current wave available now, according to them, is not going to be on sale after Monday. So if you want to pick up some Altart cards, $6 a piece. From what I understand, some of these cards are cheaper than what you can normally buy. So if you're interested in these particular cards, you want to pick them up. It might be a good idea since they may be cheaper than the normal price for that card. That's all I know about new releases. Those are supposed to be coming out Wednesday, and then we may see releases related to Enter the Final Dungeon on Saturday. Those could be competitor sets associated with ACCW. Those could be the promo cards for ACCW's event. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I don't expect that to be known until middle to end of next week. Last bit of product news I have. I've known about this for a while. I've seen some of this on Expanding the Universe. There's going to be a box set similar to the box set for New South Pro Wrestling for Catalyst Pro Wrestling. That box sale is going to go on sale first at Catalyst Pro Wrestling itself. Right now, the way everything looks, the box set will be released at the November 6th Catalyst Pro Wrestling event. If you're going, it'll be available on hand to buy. I don't know how many people are going to be buying that. I don't know if you can reach out and get someone to buy one for you. If they're going to be there, you're welcome to try. They have said the sets will eventually go on sale on the website, but this first run is going to be Catalyst Pro Wrestling exclusive, similar to what happened with the original New South Pro Wrestling run. As far as how much those cards are going to cost, I don't know. I haven't seen a price on what that's going to be. That is pretty much going to do it for the news from this week. We had one featured match that was on Wednesday after Talk of the Universe. The LFF Tornado Tag Team Championship was on the line. The champion, Alec Ventresca with El Super Sons. The challenger, Ken Fouché playing the tag team that features himself and the cannoli, the duo decimal system. In a relatively short match, doesn't go beyond crowd meter zero. The winner, still champion, Alec Madreska. Congratulations to Alec Madreska for your victory in this event. There were two online tournaments that I'm aware of from this week, outside of the one I reported on earlier, that took place on Saturday, the Extra Life event. The first Monday night consigliere fights. There were 16 players in this event. The preliminary rounds were group stages. Four groups, four players per group. Top two from each group advanced. In the quarterfinal round, all the matches were played under the ladder match stipulation. In the semifinals, all the matches were steel chain matches, and the finals match and third place match were played with the New York rules stipulation. The top four were in fourth place, playing as Mr. Pop and Twist, Matt Barone. In third place, playing as Little Guido, Zach Atchley. The finalists were John Polverino, playing as Cheshire, and a player I'm not too familiar with. 
Drew M playing as Jay White with the winner, Drew M as Jay White. Congratulations to Drew for winning the Monday Night Consigliere fights. Thursday, Chibi was off this week, so instead, Candyman Dan steps in and hosts a Tornado Tag Team event. Unfortunately, I have no information about this Tornado Tag Team event, except that the winner of the event was the player of the era, John Pulverino, playing as the Young Bucks. Outside of that, I don't know how many people played. I don't know who the rest of the top three or four were. I have nothing but this information. So if you want more information about the Tornado Tag event, hopefully they will have a tournament report and they can report on it on Talk of the Universe next Wednesday. Unfortunately, I just don't have that information. I'm sorry. I can't give that to you. If for some reason between now, as I'm recording this, and the final edit and release of the show, that information comes out, I will give you what is going on with that information. Unfortunately, that is the best I can do right now. There were two more bits of news I have. First, Misos Games in Louisville, Kentucky had an eight-player tag team event. The eight players were matched into four tag teams. I'm assuming they chose their own partners. There's nothing indicating otherwise. After two rounds of play, the winners of the event who went undefeated, went 2-0 in the event, were a team calling themselves Cosmic Mai. Kirk Polka as Chloe Mai and Austin Lucas as Uranus, one of the, I believe, Cosmic Crusaders. Not too familiar with Austin Lucas, but congratulations on winning, along with Kirk Polka, your event at Misos Games in Louisville, Kentucky. The other bit of news, and this came in late as I was recording, we have a result for the Push for Empowered Pregnancy charity auction. The auction raised over $900. That is courtesy of Maestro. So very happy to see that. With that being said, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. I'd like to remind you again, check out Talk of the Universe, November 2nd. Vote for JAC to win the 2021 CCC. And a good day.